I'm back, 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 I am back. I was gone for a long time, but I am back. Today feels like one of those new days, <clears throat> although my health is still at about 80%. I tried to go for a bike ride <clears throat> earlier today, and you think you're healthy, and then all of it, there's little bits of phlegm and such. I really, I don't have a plan today for whatever episode this is. Well, I think we're on 40. This might be number 40. I should be drinking a 40 for 40. But then the end of it would be me vomiting all over the place. When was the last time you tried to drink an OE? It's It gets you really drunk, and there's like a three or four foot um, malt liquor stench around you, and it does this weird thing it like glazes over your eyes more than other alcohol. Um, I'll have to do that as an experiment eventually, but you have to be prepared for to smell for a full day and to have a really terrible hangover. But maybe I'll drink a 40 for, for 41. Maybe I'll do that this weekend. Um, I'll start by saying I have not skated since Todd Stegg for a few different reasons. Um, Todd Stag was when was it? I never like using the term stag, but that's kind of what it's what we've been using to name it now. Um, I always thought of it as like Todd Skate Trip, but um, I guess Todd Stag, and I think that was at the end of June, and now we're in the fifteenth of July. Seriously, where is time going? I'll do like a few tasks in one day and it'll be five o'clock all of a sudden. Um, I'm going to talk a bit about that later, that that feeling of time speeding up. I'm, I'm starting to uh, take measures into my own hands and create habits so I can slow time back down. Sometimes you just got to say to yourself, slow the fuck down, motherfucker. <laughs> It's really fun to swear every once in a while. Accentuated. <laughs> bullshit. Total fucking bullshit. <clears throat> so, I haven't skated since Todd's trip because, okay, Dallas came into town and it was amazing. But uh, since, like, uh, having a business and, and everything, it's very busy. There's... I haven't gotten into that groove of like, um, of having a very structured to-do list. There's always new shit that you have to do, and because of the the nature of so many different projects, there's little like waterworks that you have to keep fixing. It's like pipelines or whatever. So, on top of like work, like kind of like on this upward like slope of stress. I was doing all this prep stuff to prep for Todd Stagg and then Dallas came into town and I was so excited to see him and he, I mean he was so excited he was already in vacation mode so he had so much to say and I was just like I was so weighed down by everything I hadn't <clears throat> like I hadn't been doing much yoga or exercise or I hadn't been skating much and um, I just gotta say it was my own fucking fault if you are really stressed or um, you get sick or 
you're tired all the time or you just say like, oh, I just don't have the time to do this. It's your own fucking fault. You pretty much, you bring on in that, the Radiohead song, just, you do it to yourself. Oh, that wasn't a very good Tom York one. You do, no, I can't do Tom York. He's a tough one. Actually, for, for that song, I can't, but maybe for other ones, um, I could. I could maybe imitate him, but you do it to yourself. Just you, you and no one else. You do it to yourself. I was doing it to myself big time. I have the answers. I've written them down numerous times on how my life works in the best way possible. And it's, um, I had a list, actually, that I need to put up when I did creativity coaching. Just before diving into Mushroom Blading Volume 2, I was creatively stuck and out of a really long relationship and needed an objective source to help me kind of pull some pull some things out and make sense of where my life was at and we created this list and it's a very it's a very simple list i think it was like um movement so that's broken down to exercise or or going skating or anything movement reflection music um no sense of time I'll have to bring that read back. Anyways, so I was so far from myself, and then Dallas comes into town, and we go skating, and it was so fun. I wanted it to be like a chill session at the Kamloops Skate Park, but I mean, Dallas comes into town, how can you not want to skate really hard? And James came with us too, <clears throat> and I kept saying to Dallas, I was like, I feel like I'm getting sick. Like, I just have that feeling that I'm getting sick, and Dallas is like, he said something like, you can't or that's not an option or don't think about it, which was the truth. I didn't really think about it and I didn't give it any power, but it was there. Like I could feel that like my body was just breaking down and I had like just before you get that scratchy throat feeling, you just know when you're getting sick. Um, so this stag weekend wasn't the greatest. Why am I yawning? Oh, I'm making tea. Uh, maybe I'll, or no, I'll, I'll quickly finish this and then pause it and then I'll go grab the tea. But, um, the, the main thing was that I was getting sick before this stag weekend. And, uh, I've skated harder than I should with Dallas because who wouldn't? So fun skating with Dallas. He's a very inspiring person. And James Kapetsky was also skating very good. We just had, like, we got to that point where we were expending more energy and stuff. Dallas took some hard slams. Um, and then, <clears throat> long story short... During the stag weekend, I definitely, definitely enjoyed myself. It was incredible, amazing, exactly what I needed. But at the same time, the health thing, I hadn't really thought about it. And the stress I hadn't dealt with. And it was all there pretty much the whole weekend. So I felt like I was overstimulated a lot of the time and um, more worried about like, the weekend working out than actually being in the moment, but absolutely I was in the moment very many times, and uh, yeah, that you'll see the outcome of that soon enough, I hope. Um, and then on top of that, so my health wasn't good. I was carrying a lot of stress, and I hadn't I hadn't gained that clarity that's so important before embarking on some kind of journey like that and um 
this isn't shallow at all. My the hardware on my Caltics was it's so shitty. My frames are just bugging the living shit out of me, and I don't want to skate because of my frames. And on top of that, um, I'm skating right now in those varsities, a size nine and a half, and um, I had it kind of in my head that they fit way too big, and then Josh tried on. Todd size nines and all of my fears had been realized when he said they felt like they were size 11s because my business partner, Mr. Froze, um, tried my skates on when I first got them and he, he has huge, his feet are way bigger than mine and he was like, holy shit, these fits like perfect and he has these, he wears like big shoes, like size 11 shoes and I usually wear like nines or nine and a half and shoes, sometimes 10. They fit him so like, I was, my skates on top of my health and stress not being good, my skates felt like shit. I was, I felt like I was skating in like clown skates with click clacking frames in the, and <clears throat> at the root of your enjoyment of skating, take a drink, drink of water here. At the root of the enjoyment of many activities, your fucking equipment has to be working and it has to feel good. And mine wasn't. And that's not to say that I didn't enjoy skating that weekend. I did, but... I mean, it was really bugging me, so I haven't... Caltech was supposed to be sending me new frames, and they haven't come yet, so I tried to email them again. It's the classic skate industry thing. I just posted a message to Sean C. where... Um, he saw... He was like, Yo, Todd, you should put a edit together and I'll send you some Henry jeans and then I send a message to him like I was like how about send me the shirts that I paid for two years ago I tried to order Henry shirts in time for Mushroom Blading Volume 2 because I thought that visually they're interesting and I like the idea behind the shirts and I paypal him $85 and I got no shirts back so this is kind of like the classic rollerblading thing is fine creative people are very flaky it's just <clears throat> the way the world works i ended up buying inri shirts too from revolution so hopefully sean C can redeem himself by sending me something but caltic um they said they would send me frames because of the the bad hardware or whatever and like i'm I don't care. I'm waiting on these frames to start anew, like have solid frames. And on top of that, um, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, because I really don't want to skate those the nine and a half varsities anymore. They just they don't feel good. Um, I'm hoping to get a smaller size. But at my house right now, my dad's place, there's like thirty pairs of um, thirty pairs or so of K two skates that I'm shooting. Uh, product shots for for our business and um, there's a pair of the new varsities and they're size nine and they're a lot smaller and the padding's a lot thicker so fingers crossed that I get to keep those after we do the shoot and then you know if I can skate those with Celtics that don't make fucking noises because that I haven't skated so <clears throat> my health and my stress is good my health is coming out of it and now I'm just I gotta get my skates together man I was thinking about if I could like try something, I would love to try carbons eventually, but no one has a, a pair that I could roll around in, so I'm just 
I'm hoping. I really like those varsity skates. I just want a smaller size, and I want Celtics that don't make noise. I'm going to quickly go make tea. Or I'm going to make my tea, and then I'll come back. I'm waiting for something to compress as I do this podcast, so I'll have to <coughs> pause it once more. I'm also eating a Three Musketeers chocolate bar. It was weird. I had read something about Three Musketeers, and I thought about how it's underrated, and I don't buy it enough, and then I I bought it. It was really good. It's light, so it gives you just a burst of sugary goodness. Not that you should eat sugar all the time, but I'll be back. spilled tea all over the desk but and then I had to clean it up but this, I was excited to do this oh actually I gotta let it steep longer and then I'll do the the cool pouring sound <clears throat> so speaking of Celtics which Todd got much better hardware than mine um, I really enjoyed that new uh, piece that that him and Danny Danny put together uh I really like Todd skating because his mind the way his mind works really comes through in his skating and actually the whole thing <clears throat> from the standing beside the car to the talking to the lady at the end and the um the variety of the tricks I really like that one thing where he did the steroid and then ran across it was just really good I've watched it actually a few a few times it leaves you wanting more which is sometimes one of the greatest feelings you can have after experiencing something. It made me miss um, that spot, actually. And Skate Plaza looks pretty cool. I couldn't tell what he gapped out of at the end to that Macchio, but holy shit, I'm hoping someone took a picture of that crazy Macchio thing that he did. Um, I really liked it, actually. It I hadn't put skating to hip-hop in a while. I just needed some space away from it and um Todd's Todd's style goes really well to hip hop especially um he was he seemed to be very relaxed and just like love and rolling around and um I couldn't I'm very confused someone will need to um uh uh not rest what is the word rectify uh the information is is Todd skating, did he say he's skating big wheels like 60s in the middle and 57s on the outside? I was, I'm very confused. Someone needs to tell me because I loved when I skated. This is the thing. There's rockered, which is your middle wheels are down and your outside wheels are, are up. Flat, flat rocker. Flat rocker is, um, you have different size wheels but they all touch, and flat is all four wheels the same size. Um, often we say flat rocker, and that that actually means that you're skating like 60s on the outside and 58s or 57s in the middle, but the rocker down, so that's rockered, or sorry, so that's flat rockered, but rockered comes from an ice skating term where... Um, it goes upward. It's like a curve. It's like a, yeah, like a banana 
which is what I prefer in ice skates. As a defenseman, I always wanted to turn from backwards to forwards and vice versa as quickly as possible. I wanted that transition to be very smooth, and that's why I've always um, I've always used very small frames, and I've always liked um, setups that feel like they're rockered or done a rockered setup, which <clears throat> brings me to the point, why aren't there... I'm going to be doing <clears throat> this because of my... My sickness is still there. I tried to go for a bike ride. I just was not 100%. I really want to do yoga, but you just got to listen to your body. Anyways, I, I hope that there's more frame options that come out with where people can rocker their shit in different directions, you know? It's cool to be able to have um, the ability to try out different combinations of sizes of wheels and placements and everything like that. I love them the second gen ground control frames. I really enjoyed rockering the outside wheels in and the inside wheels out, if that makes any sense. And then every once in a while I would rocker them a little bit downward. That was a good setup too. So good job Todd and Danny on uh, that piece. It was a very pleasant surprise. It actually made me want to make something. It's so cool to have um, someone like Danny who knows... He, Danny has a really good sense of putting stuff together and filming. So, good on you guys. Good work. Hope to see more. Oh, this tea's really good. It's it's called Luscious Lemon from Appledorn's in Chilliwack. If you ever get a chance to go to Appledorn's Tea House... Get the uh, the afternoon high tea. It's a good time. It's a really good time. So I want to talk about two things that have inspired me greatly lately. One thing I actually used a sample of in one of the last videos, um, and it was Catching the Big Fish by David Lynch. It's an audio book. You can also get it in paperback or hardcover book form. And um, it's incredible. Um, it actually made me rethink about the structure of writing a book or creating an audiobook. Even this podcast, you could create a very structured podcast where you are pretty much reading notes off of a page. But um, David Lynch is just a super interesting character, and he's very um, concise and... Um, God, was that eloquent in his words. He doesn't say too many words, but he really makes you uh, feel what he's saying. So this audiobook, you can probably just look it up online and get it somewhere. Like the audiobook is pretty easy to find. Um, he talks about creativity in the most clear and concise way that makes so much sense. Where um, even with drugs, like... It's so surprising that there's so many David Lynch fans that are into, like, smoking lots of weed or whatever, or weird, weird movies that, like, you almost think that David Lynch would be a part of the drug culture, but he is not at all. He is all for having the most clear mind, he's all about meditating, and he's all about ideas diving as far deep into yourself as you can go. See, right now I'm even, like, channeling him, I'm doing this weird little thing with my hand. But he's all about diving within, having a very clear mind, 
going in and just grabbing ideas, not really knowing um, why you connect to certain things or not, but just knowing that that's where they come from and that you have to do them. Anyways, you have to, you have to listen to it. Um, for me especially, it's awesome because he comes from a place of talking about um, sounds and images, film, <clears throat> and I just really connect with what he says. I've listened to the audiobook I think three times now. If I'm doing shit like just putting laundry away or doing dishes, I'll find myself listening to it and there's something new to be found in it every time. Uh, he's very honest and he's very likable and he's very focused. Focus is so important. Um, Werner Herzog, another director that I like. John Cassavetes, another director that I like. These guys, so many people label directors as, oh, he must be, is he crazy? Oh, he's so crazy, that guy's a nutcase. These guys are know themselves so well and and know they're at what makes them tick in terms of ideas and they're so focused that that just translates as a generalization to other people is crazy. And um, I hope one day, I'm still very young, that I can get to a point where I really, really get in touch more deeply with ideas that are, that are in me. Like, I've caught glimpses and I hope to keep following what I'm doing in life, but um, the more I... If I can find things like catching the big fish, they help guide me closer to that place that I want to get to. So, and then focus. That's the first one that I want to talk about. The second one that I want to talk about, it's called Catching the Big Fish. Get it. Very good. Much better than this podcast, but that's another story. The second one that, oh, I just, quick, quick, quick side note. Um, because I've been, oh, I haven't even got to that point. Never mind, I won't, I won't do that yet. <clears throat> the second one that I want to talk about is a book called, uh, oh, shit, translates perfectly. The book's called Focus, and it's an ebook. And now I said those directors, they're not crazy. They're very, very focused on what they want to do and how they want to translate their ideas into whatever medium. It just so happens that those guys, like myself, enjoy matching sounds and images in a way that um, words, it doesn't translate into, words can do the one thing, music can do one thing, um, painting can do one thing, drawing can do one thing, but you put images and sounds together in a potent way, it's very difficult to put into words, and there's certain feelings that you can get from that medium, film, cinema, video, whatever the hell you want to call it, there's feelings that you get from it that are impossible to get in other mediums. So I connect with that, it takes a lot of focus, blah, blah, blah. The second thing I want to talk about is a book called Focus. Um, there's a blog, a very famous one apparently called um, Zen Habits by Leo something, Babatua, Babusha, Babatua, Babda. Just look up Zen Habits and you'll find it's a free ebook. I think there's a there's a version that you can buy, but I just got the free version, and um, so it's called Focus. And I love the subtitle of it. 
Um, a simplicity manifesto in the age of dis distraction. Um, so, <clears throat> I came back from the SAG weekend, and I would just like jumped right back into the fire of life, the whirlwind of things were just so busy, and I astrologically shit was going down and apparently um today or this weekend is finally where all of massive like t-squares and eclipses and all that shit we were like literally in an astrological whirlwind where i always think we're being forced from one state of being into another and you have to go through some shit to get to that that next place which it really feels like right now I'm in a new newer place like even if you make inches of progression somehow and you gotta go through the shitty shit to get there so I was thrown right back into this busy mess and it just felt like I was getting even further away from myself and it was like so busy and um then I had to go to Edmonton to film a wedding and then I came back and my body was just like it just fucking shut down I just got sick and slept came back and I did yoga and all these demons came out and I slept for a really long period of time I woke up and just had a sore throat and then it's been pretty much like a full over a week the funny thing is is in the past <clears throat> I've always been quite most of the time when I get sick, it's only for a couple days. It's like two or three days, I can usually catch it. Sometimes I get scratch in my throat and just sleep a lot, drink, drink a lot of water. This time, I got ransacked. I paid the price for all of my bad habits for not doing the shit that gives me clarity and keeps me healthy. I just paid for it big time. And I'm still paying for it a little bit right now, but... <clears throat> It's funny how that works. Your body will just, it'll physically force you into a, into a state of rest. And man, I hadn't been sick like that in a while. And it sucks, but it's good because you kind of get back to where you need to be, which is where I am now. And, um... So I'm still talking about this book called Focus. I'm trying to let you know how I got here. I fritter away on detail, which is related to the book as well. Um, so it was like on a week ago, I just was sick. And um, my girlfriend had friends coming through to their place at the lake. And I just thought, like, I'm not going to stay at home and just be sick, like, I'm gonna, if anything, like, you can distract your, your body and mind to do stuff, so we packed up, like, some camping gear, and long story short, I spent some time in the desert at night, um, just, like, sitting on a lawn chair in the desert by this rushing river, and we went to this place called Dead Man Falls, and we went to the center of the universe, which is a must, a must attend once in your lifetime. And uh, slowly my health started getting better. And slowly I got all of these, I don't know, I don't know whatever the hell you want to call it, but 
there's this rock at Dead Man Falls, and it's spectacular. It's like way off the beaten path. It's not a tourist attraction. There's this rock that you can stand on that's like within a few feet of the massive drop-off of the falls, and it's very safe to get onto it. Like the water isn't very intense. You can stand on this rock and just put your arms out, and there's water rushing behind you and on either side of you and just a massive drop-off. There's something about that spot and that rock. You have to go there and experience it for yourself because it can't be explained. But I'd heard about it before, and I wasn't able to do it the last time I was there because it was icy. And somehow, some way, I was just, I was back through visiting this place called the center of the universe, standing on this rock, hanging out in the desert for a little bit, being far away from it all. It, I like, I don't know if you download information from some outside source that's difficult to explain. Who knows? There's many different names for it, but it happened. It happened. And I, myself, apparently came back if it was gone it came back and a bunch of new stuff came back with it it's really hard to explain I almost need someone else here to to talk about if they've had something similar but <clears throat> people call it like spiritual experiences or um, having like a creative light bulb or um, channeling or whatever the hell you want to call it it happened though and you never know when it's going to happen. This one was triggered by um, me kind of like, instead of staying home sick, me kind of like challenging that and going out and doing awesome stuff. Um, and it all ended with like me, we visited this pavilion lake that if you look it up, it has these rock structures that are almost like coral. I think it's coral, but it's look up Pavilion Lake and NASA studies some of the these structures in the water and they're really fucking crazy this lake was beautiful and it all ended with me just like going into this lake and I came back and I've been awesome ever since although my my health isn't <clears throat> perfect but I had this really strange thing where from this trip I hope I haven't lost anyone here if you need <laughs> If you need to take a deep breath, we'll do one right now together. <sighs> Feels good, doesn't it? Long story short, again, my health got better. Um, it was something that I needed to do, I guess, that I hadn't done in a long time. Something like that. I had forgotten a uh, side of myself that was, like, out there. And uh, I came back and I had this... this. I don't know. I, ex I was looking at time much differently and experiencing it much differently than I would... than I was before I left. And even before I left for Todd Stegg and... Um, then I just I started like cleaning up my office and like doing the practical shit to prep for like a a busy quote unquote 
week, which is an illusion in itself. And then as I was clearing up my messy desktop, one thing that I did actually was enlarge the icons of like the hard drives and clear out everything on the desktop into one main folder that says desktop folders and then it's all the hard drives and I made them really big icons and it feels amazing and then there was this book that I had forgot I downloaded in the rush of consuming sh so much shit online I had downloaded this ebook and I just hadn't opened it up yet and then I double clicked on it and it was called Focus A Simplicity Manifesto in the Age of Distraction by Leo Bab Babu Babatu Bob, I don't know. Anyways, it was free. And I started reading this thing, and it's so bizarre how sometimes in your life, all the shit perfectly, like, it feels so hectic for a while, and then all the shit just perfectly starts to cross together in one point before you go on, like, a new trajectory or whatever the hell you want to call it. And, um... This and Catching the Big Fish, I've read some stuff before, like, that has definitely represented a period in my life, and then I've grown from that. But these two are, like, these are the next step for me. And um, I won't talk about it too much. Just make sure that you get it, because it's free, and that you read it. And it's about um, essentially unplugging from <coughs> technology and uh, really, really... Um, breaking your life down, taking shit away that's not working and leaving what is working. And uh, you just got to read it. Like, the way that I was using the internet and my computer and the way that I was thinking about my work, was I just had it all wrong. That It's like you're running in this hamster wheel and then you have to stop and really ask about, like, is this necessary, what I'm doing, or... Anyways, the book really, really made me think about a lot of stuff. Apparently, the dude has written a lot of books, um, so I'm going to start diving into more of them. I just ordered um, The Power of Less, and um, I, I just think with um, my reconnection with myself, and being out in nature and these special spots and this this reading this book and um, the David Lynch thing they're just they made a nice ball of excitement for me <clears throat> where I'm really ready to uh, to do it do that big do that big Oh, as I, as I check my phone because it's something like, this device is not going to want to sell you our data. So, let me just quickly pause it here. That was the part where I talk about things that were inspiring.
girlfriend called me a cat the other day, <clears throat> last night, or she said I'm like a cat, and I took it as a massive compliment. Um, that's the first time anyone ever has said I'm like a cat. That was me buying time because I, I, I like that. I like that. <clears throat> I'm just going to read a quote quickly here. Before I do, I live in a place called Pineview Valley. And sometimes it feels like people with loud vehicles just drive in fucking circles around here. I don't know how many people own loud motorcycles or trucks around here, but it seems like a large percentage of people that own loud vehicles. Um, I, sorry, I just can't fucking stand loud vehicles. They're really annoying. Um, if there's a world one day where uh, vehicles don't make noise, that would be amazing. So I'm going to read this quote here about creativity. Um... And I hope it applies to you in some way. The only real way to be creative is to create. Without attachment to outcome. Without attachment to sales figures or blog hits. Without caring about the ways in which your work is dissected, criticized, or loved. But with a keen, overwhelming, burning, passionate focus on what it is you long to say more than anything in the world. That's the thing. That's the only thing. I personally want to make more stuff before I die. All kinds of stuff. And I want to do all kinds of stuff too. I've only scratched the surface of things that I want to do. Um, a little one was starting a blog and I'm enjoying that quite a bit. Starting this podcast was a big one. Uh, I feel like I've been able to make more stuff, skating stuff. I have a business where I'm making stuff that's way outside of my comfort zone, and um, I hope to go more in this direction. And um, the more we can unplug <clears throat> from technology and consuming crap and mindless communications, um, the more we can uh, focus on using our time wisely the more awesome stuff will get made it's like so simple to how they you know they say just keep creating and work really hard but it's not that simple it's like a it's like a crazy path that you have to go down um, and there's so many lessons that you have to learn before you get to a place of, um, I heard it today, it's like talking about being a professional. I'm so far away from being a professional anything that true professionals, like, it's not living it. Because I, I really don't agree with that idea of like, oh, I'm an artist. Oh, my life is art or whatever. I love that idea of of doing as many different things as possible and being good at maybe even a few of them 
um, but working really hard on them, working really hard in a bunch of unique directions and not wasting too much time, which everyone does. Everyone does. And I'm sorry that we do. Oh, I lost my train of thought there. But that quote's awesome. It really is. I haven't actually made the list of things that I want to do next. <clears throat> I know writing a script is a big one that I always like say, oh, I'm not a writer. I write all the time. So I'm going to have to start writing a script. What's another one that I've been wanting to do? Oh, learning skateboarding is another one. Skiing more. Make a list. Sit down and make a list. It's super fun. Um, I was so close to deleting my Facebook account, but um, I actually realized that I'm just going to use it a lot differently now where um, I'm not going to check it as much. I actually got this program for my computer called Freedom, and um, you can cut off your internet connection or block specific sites for extended periods of time, and it's awesome. It's something that you almost need for the first little bit, so you can't give in to that temptation of distraction. We're so fucking distracted all the time with stupid shit, so um, I hope I can use this program for a while and then just get into the habit of... Um, just getting a lot of shit done every day. A lot of shit done. But at the same time, I, I do stuff like exercise and go to yoga and I enjoy being at a coffee shop and writing in the book or sitting listening to music. I mean, I'm good at some parts of using my day in a way that where I'm not distracting myself, I'm actually benefiting myself. But the internet is... Um, Another good thing that I read, the internet is like, we actually, there's no platform, there's no one guiding us through this right now, that it, the change has been so gradual to all this crazy shit, that there's actually no guideline on how to work out through it. So, um, I'm kind of challenging myself more, and each person, everyone in the world should, is like, how you know, how do you use the internet? Why do you use the internet? Um, do we need to communicate as much as we do? I think going back to a really s a slower pace of life, getting back to nature, um, getting in touch with your unique creative outlets, whatever they may be, that's the shit that is going to help the world. And then, you know, we can start using the internet with that. But I think going back, having a drastic kind of disconnect from technology and the internet is going to help more people discover themselves in those things in their own rhythms and then through that maybe we can find a rhythm there was that really interesting thing in the 2012 time for change documentary that i've already said before but um the 60s failed because there was no elders to guide a lot of these people through what was going on like it was a crazy revolution of music and drugs and art and eastern philosophy and everything and some of those things you know have crept back into the mainstream but everyone was just like 
it was like this massive crazy energy freight train like going off the rails and um i wish there was like internet elders people that could <clears throat> give us wisdom about people that had been using the internet for hundreds of years and telling us exactly what we need it for but you know with everything new there's a price to pay right and we're all paying the price a little bit whether we know it or not information overload get the book get that focus book and get catching the big fish care about people's approval and you will be their prisoner. Life is an experiment. The more experiments you make, the better. I was going to stop the podcast there, but I'm not going to. <clears throat> I'm just going to sit here, have a bite of my three musketeers, talk about how I really want to do a soul grind, and skate that fit me with hardware that doesn't click clack. How many fucking shitty products have you had over the years, rollerblading products? Rollerblading products are shitty. The Celtic frames are awesome, but like it must be so hard to get good hardware, I don't know. Blah. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to talk about the Penticton Skate Park is the greatest skate park I've ever skated. It's by a beach. It's endless what you can do there, like any skate park, but really, you could spend a long period of time in certain sections. I'm very excited that Pop Contest is going to be there. I have heard that um, it's the same weekend as the Ironman competition there. So you gotta book your hotel, motel, campground soon. Actually, there's the one side, if you Google the skate park, there's one side of the strip that the that's along like the beach area. 
And there, the skate park is really close to a bunch of hotels and motels. I hope that um, Pop Contest is going to be there for many years to come. Mm, there's definitely something about that place that feels like an eternal summer there or something like that. And uh, my experience of it, I was so tired. So tired <clears throat> when we got there, but I had to skate. And I had a lot of fun. I can't wait to go back. I might actually take a little trip there soon, hopefully, so I can train to win pop contest. I've come so close so many years. Like, I skate so hard, and, like, I throw down such huge hammers, and I don't even place. I mean, I need to train a lot more. Pop contest is something that I take very seriously in my inline skating career, and, um, you know, I just hope to get top three. Uh, I just, I just want respect. I want more people to know my name and shit. Uh, I've been skating for like 17 years and I feel like I just, I don't have the respect that I deserve. So, you know, maybe if I land that one alley fish, I'll make it to the nationals. I really will. I'm going to talk quickly about uh, the tag Chris thing. Um, okay. My opinion on the tag Chris thing, I've said it before. Rollerblading is funny, whether you like it or not. Anybody who tries to keep control over the image of rollerblading, that's like trying to hold water in your hands for an extended period of time. That's it. That's it.